booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Right now, 57 degrees, mostly cloudy skies this Friday, February 10th. Good morning. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports business traffic and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. On this vote, the yeas are 419, the nays are zero. Members of Congress unanimously agree on the condemnation of China for spying on the U.S. House Democrats move to expel embattled Long Island Congressman George Santos. A gunman at large this morning following a deadly shooting in Times Square. A raging fire destroys a New York City supermarket. Former VP Mike Pence subpoenaed by the special counsel investigating efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. In a unanimous agreement by the U.S. House of Representatives in a blowout 419 to zero vote, the House overwhelmingly passed a resolution Thursday condemning China for its spy balloon that the U.S. blew up over ocean waters Saturday. This measure was introduced by the House Foreign Affairs Chair Michael McCall of Texas. Let's stand together against this common enemy that we have. Our enemy is not each other. Our enemy are foreign enemy nations like China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea. China being the largest foreign state adversary, the biggest threat long-term to the national security interest of the United States. Meanwhile, a group of House Democrats yesterday filed a resolution seeking to expel embattled New York Congressman George Santos, the Republican from Long Island, also represents a part of Queens from Congress. Here's Congressman Robert Garcia. He has lied about the most horrific shooting in the in LGBTQ modern history, the Pulse nightclub shooting. He's lied about 9-11. He's lied about the Holocaust. He's lied about his education. He's lied about his career. As we all know, just recently, he's been now given classified access to important information and classified information that he should not have. Expelling a member from the House requires the support of two-thirds of members under the Constitution. Santos has admitted to fabricating several aspects of his work history and education. He now faces several investigations, including probes related to his finances and his fundraising for charity. A gunman shot and killed a 22-year-old man in Times Square following a fight with two other men. That gunman is on the run this morning. This fatal shooting at 44th Street and 8th Avenue in Times Square Thursday evening, prompting a massive police presence. The victim was shot in his chest, rushed to the hospital, and died. Here's what one witness told ABC7. I was coming at, at that subway entrance and all, and I, I didn't get to the top of the stairs, and I heard the shot. I didn't think it was true because there was nobody running or ducking, ducking for cover and all. Police say the victim managed to run a full city block before he collapsed right in front of a deli at 43rd Street and 8th Avenue, where he begged a worker to call 911. That man injured, taken to Mount Sinai West, where he later died. Police shut down 8th Avenue for hours as they searched for clues in connection with that man's death. A big five-alarm fire in the Bronx. Four people, including three Firefighters injured in this massive blaze, causing a supermarket collapse. 
The fire started around 5.30 yesterday afternoon, just after the supermarket at 1,750 University Avenue had closed, according to the FDNY. Here's FDNY Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh. There is obviously a loss of property with the community tonight, but there is thankfully, and thanks for the heart, to the hard work of our members, no loss of life this evening. So this is a large fire and a lot of work for our members, but it's what they do every day, and they did a phenomenal job. Over 200 firefighters worked to put out that massive fire before it could spread to adjacent buildings. It is not yet clear what sparked that fire. It remains under investigation. Former Vice President Mike Pence has received a subpoena. It comes from Special Counsel Jack Smith. Smith is looking into efforts by former President Donald Trump and his allies to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Ryan Goodman, former special counsel at the Department of Defense, spoke to CNN. It is an important, he's an important witness uh, for the Justice Department, and he is one of the unknowns. They already know what other uh, Pence senior aides told the January 6th committee, but there is no transcript from Pence for the January 6th committee because he right. didn't show up to answer their questions. So I think it's very important. And uh, it's a, basically, it looks like it'll be a slam dunk for the Justice Department to override executive privilege. So it's maybe more just a question of time. The move sets the stage for a likely court battle over executive privilege, which lawyers for Mr. Trump have raised in recent years to try and block or slow the testimony of former administration officials in various probes. And no comment on the subpoena from the special counsel's office or former President Trump or the vice president. Florida Senator Rick Scott, the Republican from the Sunshine State, well, his campaign has released an ad calling for President Biden to resign. That after POTUS, during his State of the Union speech Tuesday, said that some in the Republican Party want to sunset Social Security and Medicare. Here's Senator Scott. Biden improperly used a loophole to dodge half a million dollars in taxes that should have gone to Medicare. Now that Biden has ripped off Medicare for a half a million dollars, he wants to close the loophole and raise your taxes. I'm Rick Scott. Biden should resign. I approve this message. Down in Florida Thursday, President Biden promised not to cut a single Social Security or Medicare benefit. Biden took that same message to Florida's huge retirement community with this warning about Senator Rick Scott. The very idea the senator from Florida wants to put Social Security and Medicare in the chopping block every five years, I find to be somewhat outrageous. So outrageous that... You might not even believe it. Sunsetting retirement programs won't happen on Biden's watch. I know that a lot of Republicans, their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare. Well, let me say this. If that's your dream, I'm your nightmare. I'm Shelley Adler. Biden spoke at the University of Tampa in Florida yesterday. A fight against the rise in anti-Semitism. The White House is rolling out a new task force led by Vice President Kamala Harris's husband, Second Gentleman Doug Amhoff. He was in New York City last night uh, recruiting a coalition at the United Nations in New York uh, regarding this new task force. Too often we see celebrities, comedians use anti-Semitism to draw cheap laughs. We need everyone to be committed and uh, unified in this mission. The Anti-Defamation League says New York leads the nation in reported anti-Semitic incidents. Nationally, the ADL reports anti-Semitic incidents in 2021 reached an all-time high of 2,717 incidents, a 34% increase over 2020. A big crackdown on crypto by the Securities and Exchange Commission. The SEC has settled a case with the cryptocurrency exchange and 
clamped down on one of its business practices. The crypto exchange Kraken agreed to shut down its cryptocurrency staking service. Kraken also will pay $30 million in penalties to settle charges that it failed to register the program, according to the SEC. The move could become a problem for platforms with similar offerings. Here's SEC Chair Gary Gensler. Unfortunately, because these staking as a service providers generally are not providing proper disclosures, there's currently no reliable way as an investor to know the answers to these important investment questions. Staking lets customers earn a yield by temporarily handing their crypto tokens over to an intermediary or a cryptocurrency network. The settlement marks the SEC's first crackdown on the service offered by crypto exchanges, including most of the major exchanges in the U.S. More trouble for actor Alec Baldwin, the younger sister and parents of Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who was shot dead by Alec Baldwin in a 2021 onset accident, announced Thursday that they are suing Baldwin for damages. Famed attorney Gloria Allred said in a press conference that she is representing the three family members, all of whom live in Hutchins' native Ukraine. It's clear to us that the relationships of all of our clients have been damaged and that they will not be able to enjoy life in the same way as they did when their precious Helena was alive. Helena was the light in their lives. Baldwin charged last month with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in connection with that fatal shooting. If convicted, he could face up to five years in prison. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky Thursday in Brussels addressing the European Parliament calling for entry into the EU following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Zelensky was treated to a hero's welcome when he appeared before the European Parliament. And while we are fighting, we are also upgrading our institutions. We are moving closer to the European Union. Ukraine will be a member of the European Union. Victorious Ukraine will be a member of the victorious European Union. And it was Zelensky's third stop after his visit to the UK and France, he is seeking additional military aid and equipment. Big push towards electric vehicles. The U.S. Energy Department Thursday tentatively awarded a $2 billion loan to battery recycling company Redwood of Nevada. The loan will allow Redwood to produce enough battery materials to enable the production of more than a million electric vehicles a year. Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com told the early news he thinks the EV rollout will be slow despite the Biden administration's push for it. EVs amount to a very small percentage of the overall number of cars in the United States, and so they're not really having a major impact on consumption. Of course, that will change down the road as more EVs uh, are bought uh, and used as primary vehicles. That will shift in the years ahead. Uh, But it's something that will take a very long time to really materialize and have a significant dent in overall gasoline consumption. And that loan still needs to meet with final approvals. $2 billion tentatively announced by the U.S. Energy Department for Redwood for that production of batteries for EVs. 77 WABC News Time, 515. Well, some big news related to the uh, Super Bowl and uh, the Jets and the Giants. And Phil Dixon is here with all of it. Sure thing. Just days before the biggest sporting event in the year, the NFL had its big annual awards ceremony. No regular season accolade tops MVP. And this year's race came down to two men. Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Hurts had a phenomenal season with the Eagles, but ultimately the award went to the best football player on the planet, Kansas City's very own Patrick Mahomes. 
This is the second MVP award of his career, with his first coming back in 2018. Mahomes was not in attendance because he had his focus set on a bigger goal, but his pre-shot acceptance speech highlights what his goals really are. To the Chiefs organization, I would never be standing here today without y'all. Every day, given everything that we have together to go for the ultimate goal, the Super Bowl. That's Let's continue right. to go for that dream this weekend. That's right. The MVP is nice but and will be remembered forever, but nothing quite tops hoisting the Vince Lombardi trophy above your head. No time to celebrate for Mahomes as the big game is only 60 hours away. It was a great award ceremony for the local teams, too. First, New York Giants head coach Brian Dayball won the Coach of the Year award. The Giants outplayed expectations, made it to the playoffs, and even won a round once they got there. Dayball is the third head coach to win the award in his first year coaching their team in the last five years. The local glory doesn't end there because a pair of Jets young guns took home the Rookie of the Year award. Rookie of the Year awards this year. On offense, wide receiver Garrett Wilson was the this year's winner, and on defense, it was the stud cornerback Sauce Gardner. Remember, before going down with the season-ending injury in Week 7, running back Brees Hall was the favorite to win the offensive award, so the future is bright for Gang Green. Not only the future, but also the past. Legendary Jets cornerback Darrell Rivas headlines this year's Hall of Fame class. The NBA trade deadline concluded yesterday, and what a wild afternoon it was in its closing hours. No time to fit all the names included because we witnessed 51 different players get traded. For a more in-depth breakdown of the deadline, expect an article of the winners and losers on WABCSportsRadio.com later today. With your early news sports update, I am Phil Dixon with 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs has your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. The market heading for a losing week. Stocks giving up ground in yesterday's session. All three major indexes finishing lower despite more positive earnings. Wall Street unimpressed even after nearly 70% of companies on the S&P have beaten quarterly targets. Investors continue to focus on the Fed's rate hike campaign. Honda reporting earnings today. Net profits there forecast to be more than 4% higher than last quarter. Revenue to be 19% higher. Back in November, Honda cut its forecast due to a chip shortage now expected to beat Wall Street targets. Global Foundries will be GM's long-term chip supplier. Global Foundry stock jumped 3% after the deal was announced yesterday. First, consumer confidence update of the month coming today. Forecast to be higher than the last reading. Recent data showing people feeling better about the economy. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial report. Checking your futures this morning. The down the red down 56 points. SP's drop 15. NASDAQ down almost 97 points. Gold down $5.10 an ounce. The only thing up, crude oil at $79.92 a barrel, up $1.86. The WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. Thanks for joining us. New York State lawmaker is suing his fellow senators, asking the courts to Get involved in the legislative process. Republican Senator Anthony Palumbo wants the court to force a full floor vote on New York Governor Kathy Hochul's pick to run the state's judicial system. Palumbo serves on the Senate committee whose Democratic majority rejected the nomination of Hector LaSalle. Palumbo spoke to Katz at night. The committee assignments are supposed to be proportionate to the full Senate. Two to one. It's 42 Democrats, 21 Republicans. So I questioned, said, how, why do we have three to one instead of two to one? That's quite interesting. Um, got pretty much a non-answer from the, um, the floor leader, Mike Giannaris from Queens. Um, and, it, of course, it went through and was voted in. 
Progressives said that LaSalle is too conservative for such an influential position. LaSalle supporters say they unfairly characterize a handful of cases. Senate Democrats maintain that they fulfilled their legal duty by hearing all the testimony and voting down the nomination. A final farewell for a slain off-duty NYPD police officer. New York City Mayor Eric Adams spoke during services for 26-year-old Adid Fayez in Brooklyn Thursday paying tribute. We lost a brother officer to a senseless act of violence. Something that we believe we are obligated to place ourselves in harm's way to prevent families from enduring such pain. And to the family, our hearts are broken, but our arms are strong. Also paying tribute to the fallen officer, NYPD Police Commissioner Keechant Sewell. Our James Flippin reports. NYPD Commissioner Keyshot Sewell remembering Fayaz, the husband and father of two. Serving in a position he loved in the 6-6 precinct and building a career, he was pouring the foundation of a life well lived. Fayaz remains will be flown home to his native Pakistan. Meanwhile, his alleged killer, 38-year-old career criminal Randy Jones, has been held without bail and charged with murder. For early news, I'm James Flippin. An NYPD cop jailed after the FBI took him into custody on suspicion of acting as an agent for China, now fighting to get his badge back and clear his name after the feds and Brooklyn prosecutors dropped charges against him without any explanation at all. Our 77 WABC's James Flippin also has that story. In 2020, Officer Baimataji Angwang was arrested, lost his job, and spent months in a detention center. Prosecutors accused him of passing information about New York's Tibetan community on to officials at the Chinese consulate. Angwang now looking for answers after the charges were suddenly dropped January 19th, telling the Associated Press, You can't just put me in jail for six months. I ruined my name, ruined my reputation, gave all the stress to my family members, friends. Prosecutors say the case was dropped in the interest of justice, but Ang Wang wants to know why he was charged and what made authorities change their mind. For early news, I'm James Flippin. A students and parents at one New Jersey high school say one of their classmates would still be here today if administrators had stood up for her. 14-year-old Adriana Kush took her own life last week. Her suicide came two days after she was beaten by a group of girls in the hallway of Central Regional High. Video of that attack was posted on social media. Adriana's dad is outraged the school did not do more to protect his daughter. I do know why it happened. She had been threatening my daughter online. It was a felony assault. They don't file a report. That's obstruction of justice. They're absolutely refusing to protect our children. I mean, why would anybody want to send their kids there? Central Regional High has not commented on the matter, only sending home a letter alerting parents to Adriana's death. For early news, I'm Noam Layton. Authorities searching for answers following the homicide of a Jersey City kindergarten teacher. The body of 33-year-old Los Hernandez discovered Tuesday in a shallow grave in a remote area of Kearney, New Jersey. On Thursday, an autopsy revealed she died of blunt force trauma to her head and compressions to her neck. Hernandez's sister spoke about their close relationship. The best sister in the world. Everyone would always talk about the sister's relationship and how close we are, always together. And Hernandez worked at a, the, a, a local community charter school in Jersey City. Authorities went to her home near the school and found evidence suggesting there was a crime and investigation ongoing.
Police continuing to look for five suspects in the armed robbery of a jewelry store in Smithtown out in Suffolk County. 77 WABC's Bob Brown reports. Cops say it happened Wednesday at the Long Island Gold Mine on West Main Street. The store's owner and an employee were held at gunpoint as the suspects smashed display cases and then fled the scene in a minivan. The landlord seeing one of the suspects distracting the owner. She came in as a customer and was, according to Marie, texting while she was, she showed Marie a ring to get fixed. Surveillance video showing the woman leaving the store and holding it open for several people, anyone with information being asked to call Crime Stoppers. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. All accolades in his first year as NFL head coach, the Giants, Brian Daybowl, was given the league's highest honor in that category. Coach of the year Thursday night. Yeah, what an honor this is to be standing in front of you guys tonight. Uh, it's awesome. Thank my wife, Beth, and our children at home, Marky, Christian, Aiden, Haven, Avery, and Luke. And the New York Jets saw their fourth overall pick, Ahmad Swiss Gardner, and 10th overall selection, Garrett Wilson, win AP Defensive and Offensive Player of the Year, respectively. And Kansas City Chiefs quarterback factor, Mahomes, won the NFL MVP award for the season. Legendary composer Burt Bacharach is dead at the age of 80, uh, 94, 77. WABC's Alex Barnard reports. A cheer is still a cheer. Even when there's no one sitting there. Bacharach created material for artists such as Tom Jones and Dusty Springfield. He won six Grammys as an arranger, writer, and performer. Many of his songs were written with lyricist Hal David, and one of Bacharach's main artists he collaborated with was Dionne Warwick. His publicist said he died of natural causes in Los Angeles. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Alex Barnard. If you missed the top five of five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.